Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network wherever you are. Positively different radio in the morning. You're with the Double L team, Lyle and... Lawson. Lawson, what are you thankful for this morning? Oh, I am thankful um, that... I didn't stand on a saw blade last night. Always a positive well, thing, like particularly did. when you've stood on a saw blade the night before. The night before. Yeah, that's right. Foot. So I was really happy with that. Also, I spent last night playing board games with people, that's and that was awesome. What, would you, what did you play? Um, so the two games that we played, they're a bit... They're, I think they're like underrated board game games. The first one, we did a few rounds of Jenga. Okay. And the Jenga set was a little bit smaller, so the game went a bit quicker. And we optimized that thing. It was like by the end, there was no moves left. It was like anything. It was basically landing. It landed on the person that could take nothing out because it would just fall over. And it was like it was a good feeling. Like we were we were real architects. We we're thinking like, oh, if we put this bit here, then like this is the one where you um stack you know um, pieces of wood. That's right. That's right. You've got you've got a stack of wood, and then you're taking bits out and stacking it on top. Uh-huh. So you absolutely maximised that there was just- like no moves left. It was like every because you're always yes. looking for like the free one, like uh-huh. oh which one doesn't have any tension on it, and you put in some rules of like you can only touch one block once and everything. Yeah. So it was just like we maximised this game of Jenga, dude, and it was like there was no there was no moves left, and it was like whoever it landed on lost. And it landed on me. <laughs> so I lost Jenga and I was, I was, oh, I was so mad. I hate losing. I hate losing anything. But anyways, yes, I had a great night. What about yourself? Oh, I, I won the tournament with uh, Cribbage. So I'm, I'm, I'm good oh, to go. Oh, dude, you're the game. You're the game king. Oh, and Shell's upset. Look at that. <laughs> a tournament goes over seven games and we were tied the entire way through. Oh, wow. You're going like game for game. Game for game. And then came through right at the end. Wow. Snuck it across the line. Oh, that's so good. That is so good. Oh, it's so fun. I'm keen to do more board games tonight. I'm usually not a board games guy, but now I'm like, I'm, I'm into it. Great way now. to socialize. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. It is The Breakfast Show. Our pentathlon quiz is about to begin, and Lawson mm-hmm. is about to give you the first question. So let's see if you can figure this one out and give us the answer. That's right, here we go. For 100 points, whose name means adversary or persecutor? Is it Judas, Peter, Miriam, or Satan? Okay. Zero four nine one. a number of different options That's there. right, that's right. This is multiple choice. We're, yeah. we're, getting, we're getting free, giving away free answers on these guys. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to call. Again, that uh, question was, whose name means adversary or persecutor? Is it Judas, Peter, Miriam, or Satan? Um, and for 100 points, you can win yourself a Faith FM bookmark and bumper sticker, or, or you can just continue to work your way through the quiz and, um, yeah, get those answers in. Okay. So the number again is 0491064669. Lawson, let's have some positively different news. All right. I want to start with some positively different news. That's actually very personal to myself. It's a story from my life, something that's been happening. Um, in my life over the last couple of days. Um, and that is specifically that uh, outside of working here at Faith FM, speaking on The Breakfast Show, um, I work at Newcastle University um, under the church doing like student support, but also Bible working and basically trying to 
take the opportunity to help students at Newcastle University learn about Jesus. That is Amen. like the best description I can give in my job. You know, along with that, we like interact. We have a, a club there called Adventist Students on Campus that we uh, help run, as well as the the Newcastle University Adventist Church um, that yeah we're working for. Um, and it's myself and another girl that we've had on the show before. Her name's Hannah Nakagawa. Me and her, we work in this role of basically finding people at the uni who are interested in learning about God and then teaching them, you know, the Bible, uh, giving them Bible studies and leading them to a place where they make a decision to follow him. That is, that is, that's my job. Uh, but we've encountered this challenge over the last couple of years. It's called COVID, uh, which yes. is a challenge that a lot of people have encountered. A few other people have come across the same challenge. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, and how that specifically affected us is that the university campus has been closed a lot. There's also been not many people living in, like, university residencies and, and whatnot. There's not a lot of international students around. And so when this ministry was going on a couple of years ago, when the uni was always packed, there was you could always just go to the uni campus and find people to talk to and, and you know, join uni groups and, and join sporting events and whatever, whereas those events and all those things are so scarce. And for a lot of the time, like, the uni campus has been closed, we have been just racking our brains thinking of a way of like how do we interact and meet new uni students this has been like the challenge for us and so this week we've been doing something a bit different we've gone okay where do young people hang out that's that's our question it's like outside of the uni campus where do young people hang out and we're thinking and it's like okay they hang out in in shopping centers, but we can't go into shopping centers and, and just walk up to people with because our kind of method is to go up and do a survey with someone and ask them question, spiritual questions. And it's like, oh, if we do a survey in the shopping center, we'll get kicked out. It's like, okay, in restaurants, but it's like, oh, people don't want to be interrupted in the middle of their meal. It's like, okay, wh- where should we go? Oh, what if we go to the beach? Yes, we I have, was about to say that. It's summertime, go to the beach. It's summertime, go to the All beach. All the uni students are going to be at the beach. That's right. So like, so you're getting paid to go to the beach. Basically. This is, this is the, the, last, <laughs> this is the last day. This about- is Lawson's job. So Lawson's job description is not um, going to university and telling people about Jesus. It's, like, it's Lawson's job description is going to the beach. That's right. So, <laughs> so for the last week, we've been going to the beach like for about three to four hours in the afternoon. You know, we go there when there's people there. If we spend sure. eight hours there, like in the morning, like this, this it's going to be what thirty degrees today. Yeah, so so we were the there beach. yesterday. We were at the beach, and and this is the thing. We're like, okay, where where we want to target specifically young people, and over the last, just in the last two days, um, we've met, um, and like we've met ten, like dozens and dozens of people who like we just walk up to them like hey would you be interested in doing a one minute survey with me and we're specifically targeting young people because you know we're part of a university church and we're like yeah we we want to go for young people we walk up to them like hey do do you want to do a survey with me for one minute and they're like yeah sure um and then the survey like jumps into like the first question is about oh do you find the increase of natural disasters unsettling uh you know covid bushfires floods that kind of thing Everyone's like, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of, you build this connection of like, yeah, I find it unsettling too. And then after that, um, 
it just gets into heavy spiritual stuff. Like, Ooh, do you, do you yes, believe there's a God? Go. Do you believe there's life after death? And you see a lot of people, it's like, whoa, these are heavy existential questions. And I think, you know, with this kind of thing, even for myself, like there's always that fear and that worry. And I see it with a lot of people too, who maybe don't have experience in this area, kind of interacting with people in public or, you know, going door knocking or that kind of thing. It's like, oh, what if they reject me? What if the, like, and this is the thing, we're dropping hard questions on these young people, but they're up for it. They're willing for it to answer. And yeah, in the last like two days that we've done it, like yesterday and the day before, um, we've got, we've gotten the numbers and the contact details, um, and the interest of about 15 people, yes. like specifically yes. like people between the age of 18 and 30, 80% of which have been uni students who have just been going to the beach. 15 of them have been like, Oh yeah, like I'll give you my contact details. I want to hang out with you. I want to learn more about Jesus. I want to learn more about the Bible. That's epic. And they're just randoms. They're just randoms that we walk up to in the beach. beach. Yeah. And so I just wanted to share that. Do you get to go for a swim as well? Um, no, we're working while we're not just having fun. Yeah, but you know you can sort of <laughs> just get out there in the way. Waterproof, waterproof version of your survey. You know, just laminate it. Just laminate it. You know, get out there in the waves. Sit on your surfboard out. That's out, so out the back, true. Paddle up to a, a surfer and and just start. You know, filling <laughs> yeah. out the survey. There you That's go. So funny. Well, maybe maybe what you do is take your survey, laminate it, and then tape it to the front of your That's right. surfboard, so you can just tick the boxes as you're sitting out the back. I think at that point you have enough in common being surfers to where you could probably just start a conversation. Um, but, you know, this, this okay, we've got a help. number of our pastors around here that, you know, go serving most days. That's right. So maybe you can recruit these guys. It's like, hey, while you're doing what you love to do, why don't you also Ask do them these questions. the other thing that you love to do? Which is sharing Jesus with people. And yeah, like I, I just want, I want to share that from two perspectives. Firstly, it's like, I think God has really blessed us with, you know, just a, a method to be able to reach people. But secondly, yeah, I see it time and time again. I, I mentioned this briefly before. We have such a fear of rejection. Like, yes. we're like, oh, what if we're bothering people? What if we're da 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 Like, legit, we just walk up to them. We're like, hey, do you want to do a survey with us? And they're like, yeah. And, you know, introduce us. Says, oh, you know, my name's Hannah. Uh, my name, sorry, my name's Lawson. This is Hannah. You know, what's your name? Oh, what do you do with yourself? And people are just so open and willing to have conversations. And we've gone for, like, people who are, you know, outside of uni age as well. And, and that's the thing. I would say maybe, like, 15% of people knock us back from doing the survey. And once we're in the survey and we kind of start asking like the heavy God questions, less than 5% have knocked us back after we've started the survey. No, people are just into it. And yeah, you might get to the end, you'll have a good conversation with someone and then they'll be, oh, look, I'm not really interested in learning more about the Bible and or in being friends with you or getting well, whatever it may be but on the other side and of that they're not being aggressive that, that's right they're like they're not Can't. like get out of my face they're like no that's cool you do your thing i'll do my thing it's like yeah whatever but on the other side of that the amount of like spirit like i truly believe like divine appointments that we've had of people being like well yeah like you know i, I grew up in a christian family and or I, you know i didn't grow up in a christian family and and i don't know about the bible but i feel really cool to to get to know God better and like all kinds of situations like this where we're really meeting people where they're at. They've, they've come to the beach for a swim and maybe to get their minds off things. Because the first question we ask is like, do you find these increase of natural disasters unsettling? And pretty much everyone says yes. Like people are looking at the events happening in our world and they're, they're like struggling. They're like, oh man, this is heavy stuff. And it's like, oh, well, the Bible actually talked about this stuff. Would you be interested in learning about it? And it's like, wait, yeah. 
I would be interested in learning about the Bible. And like I said, over the, just the last two days, like, yeah, that we've, we've gotten the contact details. People are willingly giving us their number, where they live, all kinds of things so that we can spend time with them teaching them about the Bible. Apparently, uh, Darren's just texting through to say that uh, Scripture Union used to have an awesome beach ministry back in the day. Oh, awesome. So I, I, I think yours is more awesome, though. <laughs> That's the other thing. Because, I mean, you're hitting really heavy subjects, right? You're talking about, you know, world events. I mean, like what's <laughs> happening in the world right now and is the world coming to an end? I mean, that's just yeah. like you guys aren't holding back. And furthermore, I'm just wearing like my jeans and my T-shirt and it's so casual. Jeans at the beach? Shouldn't you be wearing shorts at the beach? Nah, well, because I'm not going to go for a swim, you know. But like, least, but, okay, well, let's at least say look sh- like you're going like to be shorts. At the beach. But the point is, is like you're just wearing casual yeah, clothes, yeah, casual. just chatting with people, and yep. God has been blessing. So, guys, I would encourage you to do the same wherever you're at. Right? You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Here on the Breakfast Show, let's have another question for our quiz, pentathlon quiz. 200 point, uh, what have you got for us, Lawson? All right, for 200 points, in the book of Joshua, what mass medical procedure must take place before the Israelites can enter Canaan? 0491-064-669 is the number to call, and I'll give you a hint. I'm glad that we that that, that procedure isn't mandatory. Like, 064-to-do. Says this, Lawson, you are amazing! Great ministry. No, God is amazing. Yeah, okay. Great ministry at the university. May God continue blessing you and give you wisdom how to reach souls for his kingdom. Amazing success at the beach. How many of you go to the beach? This is really good news. Mm. So how many of you go to the beach at the moment? Two. And give you wisdom how to reach souls for his kingdom. Amazing success at the beach. How many of you go to the beach? This is really good news. Mm. So how many of you go to the beach at the moment? Two. Oh, like, oh, yeah, just two of us. Just two. Which is just two. And just- okay, so we need a whole bunch more. So if you are not doing something today, uh, grab a T-shirt, shorts, towel. Clipboard. Clipboard. Yeah. And get in contact with Lawson. Our number here is 0491064669. Yeah, buy, the Officeworks clipboards are like eight bucks and a pen. And I'll, I'll send you the document of like, we have like a survey that is super basic. Like there's yep. no canvas, there's no script, there's nothing. It's just like... You just literally read the questions. And go to the beach. And go to the beach. And win people for Jesus. That's right. This is just the best story ever. I don't want to even talk about serious stories after that. I just want to continue talking about this story. It is absolutely amazing. Okay, so the religious the religious discrimination religious discrimination bill passed through the lower house yesterday. Mm. Um, it did pass with amendments. It was already watered down considerably uh, to be a bill that could pass. And so mm. I guess we've got the best of what we could get. It's got to go through the Senate now. Uh, but what was most disappointing was there was the five Liberal MPs who crossed the floor to vote with Labor. Um, and, and basically what they voted for was to turn all of our schools into unsafe places for girls. Mm-hmm. That's, that's essentially what they were voting for. Mm. Um, and so the, uh, the Walk of Shame, uh, Trent Zimmerman, Bridget Archer... Uh, Fiona Martin, Katie Allen, David Sharma all crossed the floor to vote for with the the Labor uh, amendment. And so, you know, this comes down to things like schools that want to present uh, both a, you know, their, their religious beliefs mm. and, and to actually practice those within the schools. 
and also scientific belief as far as biology goes mm. because this was in relationship to transsexual, transgender um, students. And, uh, you know, I think all Christian schools want to provide the very best possible uh, care for these kind of students. I don't mm. see any schools out there that are trying to be necessarily aggressive about it. But at the same time, they want to provide safe places for girls. Yeah, you and know, they, they don't want to have a situation where a boy can just decide that he wants to be a girl for a day so that he can use the girls' toilets, the girls' change rooms, mm. play in the girls' sports, dominate the girls at all of their, you know, um, sporting activities and so forth. And these are schools that want to be actually able to teach science in their classroom rather than ideology. That's such a good point. Like, if I just look here in Newcastle, like, the best schools here, like, the the highest, you know, achieving schools in terms of, like, HSC and ATAR and all that kind of stuff are faith-based schools. And yeah. and so there is a want within faith-based schools to provide the highest levels of ed- education, which it's like this is kind of flying in the face of. And, and, and the problem is that in today's society that, you know, you can go to school and you can claim to be whatever you want to claim to be. And because, you know, people are saying, well, gender is liquid and fluid and all this kind of stuff, you know, you can, you can, you can be a boy at school and it's like, well, I'm just going to claim to be a girl for a day. Now, I know what I was like when I was at high school and, you know, I know that I probably wouldn't have been the person to instigate it. Mm. That's not me. But once it had been instigated, I'm sure I'd be like, yeah, I'll, I'll go and use the, uh, you know, the, the, the girls' change rooms and all that kind of stuff. Just being a teenage boy pumped on hormones and not committed to the Lord. Mm. Unfortunately, and so this is this is um, absolutely terrible for our girls, mm. and we need to. St- it's about time somebody stood up for girls mm. and women and womanhood. Um, and along that same move, along that same thought, we've had a very aggressive move by Facebook, who have uh, committed a massive purge over the last week or two, uh, where they've. Purged, basically purged all pages from Facebook that offer any kind of choice to LGBT plus people. Mm. So once again, you can you can uh, choose to be LGBT plus or you can be LGBT plus, but you can't once once you are there, you can't have you you, you no longer have any choice. Mm. And so um, any kind of ministry, and they targeted just Christian ministries. Mm that offer any kind of counselling that allows for people to desire to be straight have uh, been completely wiped out. And what's been interesting is that in The Purge, there's been a whole slew of Christian ministries, um, even a bunch of uh, very pro-LGBT plus ministries that have been caught up in The Purge Mm. and got purged. And, and so then they're, they're all now um, kicking up and screaming and, and mm. carrying along, and, and and Facebook is getting you know red faced and having to put some of them back. Um, but basically, the all choice as to what kind of counselling people want to have has been removed. Which so which is, oh, yeah. Oh, I was I was just going to say on that point, like like which. By the way, like all of these ministries and the existence of them are like consensual, like in terms of like of course there's this there's this. A view or perspective of like, oh, these Christians want to force gay people not to be gay. No. no. These are all like consensual opt-in, like, oh, 
I'm like, you know, the situation is, oh, I myself like am a gay person or whatever it may be, and I want to make the decision to get counselling. Or, or <laughs> transgender or transsexual. Or, yeah, whatever it may and, be. And, and let's say I, I don't want to have the operation. I don't want to take the hormones. I want my mind to align with my body. You're not allowed to have that kind of yeah. counselling. And this is the interesting thing about it. It's a very clear message that Facebook is sending out is that if you are LGBT plus, you can't, once you are there, you can't be fluid. You can be fluid to get there. But once you're there, you can't be fluid to come back. Yikes. You know, you can choose any gender you want out of the thousands there are. You can choose any orientation that you want. You can, but, and and you can choose any counseling what you want to achieve any gender other than your biological gender or any orientation other than straight. Mm. Those are the only two options that are not allowed. Mm. You know, and those are the only two options that, you know, God created. And so it's pretty obvious here what is taking place. This is just, you know, pretty much open rebellion against God. Of course, this is all done in the, in, in, in the, under the guise of equality. Mm. Um, but really what it's doing is removing all hope for, from anyone who desires to change. Mm. You're not allowed to. It's just like you're not allowed to even, you're not allowed to even think about it. You're not even about to ask that question about change anymore. Mm. Uh, if you want that, then it's it's gone. So yeah, Facebook. Um, there's been a, a a bunch of ministries that have been caught up with it. And basically, what you've got here that is that freedom of speech is gone. You know, they once you know for, for in the United States, you know, because Facebook is a US is a US company. Uh, for the last two hundred years, they've had freedom of speech, and freedom of speech means that you know you're allowed to express your thoughts, your ideas, because the the concept is that if an idea cannot be heard, it cannot be understood. Mm. And now freedom of speech is not allowed in any way, shape or form uh, if it's going to, you know, might possibly offend someone at some particular point. Of course, nobody's concerned about offending people of faith. Mm. You can offend people of faith all you want. Oh, that's freedom of speech. So long as you don't offend people who are not people of faith. Mm. Uh, and, and, and the other thing that's kind of frightening about this is that censorship has become the new norm. Mm. And uh, we're pretty much just getting used to the idea that our speech is going to be censored. There are th- some things you're allowed to say and th- some things you're not allowed to say. You know, when it comes to freedom of speech, when I talk about freedom of speech and when I stand up for freedom of speech, because freedom of religion and freedom of speech, they go hand in hand. You can't have one without the other. Mm. Uh, but when I talk about freedom of speech, that is me extending to you the right to say things that I might find truly offensive. Mm. But I'm an adult. I can handle that. That's so true, dude. I'm not going oh. to die if you say things to me that I find truly offensive mm. and I find are, you know, hurtful towards me or whatever it might be. It's just like, okay, this is how we explore ideas as adults. This is how we learn and we grow is by uh, strident debate. Mm. This is how we learn and become better human beings. But, of course, all of that is no longer allowed and censorship has taken over our world. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Here on Faith FM, and we have come time for our interview of the day. Before we do, we've got uh, Dr. Taz Walker joining us this morning, so that's going to be exciting. But before we do, we have the 300-point question for our quiz. Lawson. All right, 300 points. Several of the 12 apostles had shared a name. Name three. If you can name three of them. Three apostles that... Shared a name with another name. three apostles. So that means like there's at least six of them. 
that all had a same name. Um, that's not confusing. That, yeah, that's not hard. Uh, 0491064669 is the number to call. Um, and yeah, name three apostles who shared names with n- another three apostles. Okay. All right. See if you can do that for 300 points. That's actually a really interesting one. Um, so give us a call. 0491064669. That should get your mind churning. But joining us on the phone right now is Dr. Taz Walker. Dr. Taz Walker from Creation Ministries International. Welcome to the show. Oh, it's great to be with you, Lyle. Really, really good. And I understand this morning, we're going to talk a little bit about gold digging. Is that right? Yeah, about gold digging because uh, I thought um, Victoria is built on gold. Gold transformed Australia. And uh, most people don't realize that uh, there's a story to do with gold. It's connected with uh, an event in biblical history. Amazing. Ah, fantastic. Have you ever done any gold digging yourself, uh, Dr. Taswalker? I have down at Ballarat, actually, at Sovereign Hill. <laughs> I did some panning for gold, and it, we've been out looking at different gold fields at different times, but nothing really exploring for gold, although I grew up in Kalgoorlie uh, on the gold fields there before the big pit was dug, and so my dad was involved in the gold mining there and the processing of it. So, yeah, I've got a little bit of gold in my uh, veins. Uh, have you ever found anything of significance? No, not really. It's just a not bit really. unfortunate. Uh, I've, I've been unfortunate. I've, I've had a crack at it a few times. I haven't found that big nugget yet either. But um, tell us about gold because you're saying that this uh, gold connects to something very significant in our past history of planet Earth. Tell us all about it. Well, that's right because um, in Victoria, the gold is found in uh, well, Bendigo is the main place, and it's amazing. Uh, just how the gold rush started in uh, 1851. There was a couple of ladies who were washing clothes in, in Bendigo Creek and they discovered some alluvial gold and that's what set it off. And within a short time, within 10 years, the population of Australia had trebled. And, uh, as, a re- and as a result of that, uh, you know, people did a lot of exploration. And uh, what it is, is there was a lot of sediment washed into the area, which was washed in during Noah's flood. It was a a huge event, enormous event, catastrophic event. And uh, Noah, of course, built the ark to save his family and the animals. But uh, we see the evidence of that uh, washing in the sediment. And uh, as part of the the, uh, events of the flood, it was uh, involved movements of the Earth's crust, which we are familiar with earthquakes and uh, tsunamis and that sort of thing, which as a result of the earthquakes. Well, that happened in Victoria, right across the the, uh, southern area of Australia. Uh, It folded these sediments, folded them up. It melted rock. Uh, It would have been enormous just over a period of weeks, maybe months. And uh, as a result of that, it uh, produced lots of liquids, which uh, were hot, and they, uh, they they pushed through the sediments, and they contained gold, and they formed these quartz gold reefs, uh, which uh, which uh, that's what they're mining at the moment at Bendigo and a lot of other mines around the area. There's uh, heaps and heaps of mines where places where they've found gold and mining gold, even to this day. Now, when you talk about the rocks being melted and everything being moved around and bent, um, pushed out of place, and this gold then becoming, um, I, I guess, trapped, encrusted in the um, in the quartz reefs, 
Would that gold originally have been sort of more like, you know, one big place, one, you know, big nuggets or something or other, and it's been all broken up and distributed? Or was gold something always that was just sort of like sparsely spread around the world? I think it was sparsely spread around the world. And so it was squeezed out of the sediment. So that's what what happened. It, uh, there, were the, there were the sort of the, the sediments had been washed in. There was the hot uh, set, uh, fluids in the sediments coming through. They dissolved the gold. And then uh, when they uh, squeezed through, they produced these uh, quartz reefs and the gold uh, precipitated in the quartz reefs. And that's what they, they're mining uh, down there at the moment, which is really, really amazing. And uh, what happened was the other thing that happened is, of course, you have the Noah's flood, the water's rising. The Bible talks about how the waters rose and they prevailed on the earth and they continued to rise until every high mountain under the entire heavens was covered. And that's what it says there. That's what the account says. The uh, we, well, I like to call it an eyewitness account. Noah's recorded it. And uh, then the waters flowed off the earth, the, the ocean basins, the, the, the Pacific Ocean, the Indian Ocean, the Southern Ocean, those basins sank and the water flowed off. And as it flowed off, it eroded the surface flat. And you can see uh, amazing evidence of that all over Australia, but particularly in Victoria as well. And uh, that's what eroded these reefs, which you were, uh, uh, they eroded the quartz and it eroded the gold and it washed them into, it was deposited in the, uh, the, the channels, the river channels, big, huge channels. It deposited the gold, um, uh, it, the places of gold, you know, the alluvial gold, and they call them the deep, deep, uh, deep leads, deep leads. They call it, that's what they call them in the gold fields of Victoria, and that's where they found the alluvial gold. So the, the evidence of Noah's flood is very strong down there, and, uh, uh, but most people don't see it because they're not expecting to see it. But once it's explained and uh, creation.com with Creation Ministries, that's the website, uh, anybody that searches for gold will find lots of articles which uh, uh, just show how, how the gold forms. So that's one of the places it's formed. They call it... Um, they call it, uh, well, it's alluvial gold, but uh, they call it orogenic uh, gold to do with mountain building or folding of sediments, the gold which is produced at that time. So that's what Victoria is built on. It's sort of uh, built on the, the, the amazing treasures that came out of Noah's flood. Okay, so I'm just I'm just sort of trying to wrap my head around this, and and, and correct me if I've got this wrong, but you've got gold that is being pushed up, um, that is being melted, and you know pushed up through the surface of the earth and so forth as as the earth is being folded, and and you've got you know obviously volcanic activity happening, you've got you've, you've got um, seismic activity happening, and that gold is what's ending up in the quartz reefs. Do yeah. you also have alluvial gold? that is neither in a quartz, well, it's not going to be in a quartz reef because it's alluvial gold that's been washed out, but is not in where we would, because I often think of alluvial gold, that's what you find in a river. Are are they finding alluvial gold in places where there is no river today? Um, Well, certainly there's places where, no, you do find it in places where there are rivers or creeks. Uh, you, you do find alluvial gold there even today, but uh, the rivers that flowed as uh, during Noah's flood towards the end of it, as the waters were going off, often they've been covered in by other things like uh, 
uh, volcanic uh, activity. So the gold, the gold is actually, uh, it seems like it's dissolved in very aggressive, acidic, you know, uh, liquids, which are underground, and it's dissolved lots of uh, aggressive things which dissolve the gold. And then as these liquids go through, the, uh, the 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 ground get pushed out and squeezed out through cracks in the ground. Uh, they they precipitate. They they precipitate quartz veins, and the quartz has got gold specks of gold, pieces of gold that have uh, precipitated in the quartz. So uh, it's it's likely that the quartz, uh, you know, the gold it was not carried as lumps, but d- dissolved, uh, and that's how it formed. Yeah, for sure. Now, here's a question that uh, comes to my mind that from what you were talking about, you know, with the flood, the Bible talks about how, you know, every high mountain was covered. Um, and as you mentioned, we've got an eyewitness account there that, you know, there was no earth that was projecting above the floodwaters. One of the questions that is often asked to me um, is, okay, if we had that much water on the earth, then, you know, you've got uh, Mount Everest, which is like 27,000 feet tall. Um and uh, how did we have that much water on the surface of the earth enough to cover Mount Everest? And where did that all that all that water go? Yeah, that's that is a puzzle. But uh, these days, it should it's uh, it's it's much clearer because we know that the Earth's surface is made of uh, big plates. It's a crust, and the crust moves. It moves up and it moves down. So there's big movements of the crust. And so the thing is, if if the the, the, the uh, flood would have involved movements of the Earth's crust, tectonic movements. And so if you even out the crust, if you pushed up the ocean basins and pushed down the, the continents, if it was all evened out, uh, there's enough water on the Earth right now to cover the whole of the Earth to a depth of about three kilometres. So it's simply the flood involved movements in the crust and those movements cause the water to cover the whole of the Earth. So... Uh, it's, where's the water gone? It's flowed off the continents. It was covering the whole of Australia and all the continents and it's flowed off and it's gone into the oceans. So when you, when you go down, down to Port Phillip Bay and you, uh, you know, you, know, you swim in the ocean there, uh, that's where the water is, which, um, came off the earth and that's what, that's what covered the earth at the time of the flood. Okay. So then we would assume that, um, if at one particular point all of the earth was covered by water and as those plates you know, either went up or went down or crashed into each other, pushed mountain ranges up or whatever, they, then the, the landforms that we're looking at today are landforms that have been created by erosion, by water flowing off of them. Is that a, a, an accurate assessment? That's true. That, that's exactly right. And, and the landforms, so the water flowing off, it's produced remarkable landforms. And uh, one, one geologist, a practicing geologist, written a lot of work on it. Uh, he and another guy have written a book called uh, How Noah's Flood Carved Our Planet or Carved the, the, the Earth. And it talks about this very uh, characteristic landforms which uh, the flood produced. And uh, it's quite different to the way, you know, geologists who don't believe in Noah's flood, they try to imagine that it was formed by rainfall and frost and slow processes that took millions of years. But the flood explains so many features of the land surface uh, and the, the surround the uh, land surrounding the continents, which are the continental shelves, uh, the continental uh, margins, 
the flood explains all those sorts of things, and it's it's so simple, really, when you when you uh, uh, picture in your mind what actually happened. Yeah, so if we were to say, for instance, go to uh, you know just go west of Sydney, where you've got say the Jamison Valley, you've got the Three Sisters, very famous landmarks that a lot of tourists go to all the time. And you look at the size of that valley, you know, you stand up there at Echo Point and you look out across and there's like a massive, massive valley just stretching out beneath you. And yet at the bottom of that valley, there's really just a creek. Um, yes, that's right. That is amazing, isn't it? That is amazing, Lyle. And, uh, and that's one of the features. And um, the people who study, you know, the shapes of the landforms and don't believe in Noah's flood, they recognise these. They call them overfit valleys, which are valleys which are too big for the rivers in them, and they are really not solved how these things form. So that's just one of the amazing examples, Lyle, that, um, uh, that of Noah's flood. And once once you understand, once you get a few of these in your mind, uh, you can see them everywhere. Another one is rivers that flow through mountains. You have a, have a mountain or a mountain range, particularly particularly evident in uh, in Central Australia through the McDonald Ranges, where the rivers just flow straight through them. And uh, why didn't they go around them? And it's because of the receding waters of Noah's flood. And that uh, also happened in Victoria. You've got uh, overfit valleys, uh, very big valleys, and small creeks uh, down flowing, you know, down into into Victoria as well. Yeah, it's fascinating. Now, you know, and, and also that um, that sandstone that you've got there in Western Sydney, and, and I guess I'm talking about Sydney because I lived in Sydney for uh, 21 years and so it's a place that I'm very familiar with, but, you know, so much sandstone out there and that, and that stretches for, what, hundreds of kilometres and obviously sandstone is created, we know that sandstone is created by moving water. That's It's sedimentary rock. How do you exactly get, right. How do you get that much sedimentary rock over such a wide area? That's exactly right, and there's uh, features of that which are very specific. Like you don't have the, the layers of the layers of sediments, the various uh, the strata. Uh, you, you can trace them between uh, um, Newcastle, and they go down underneath Sydney, and then they come up again at uh, Wollongong down in that area there. And so you find coal in them, and you can trace them, and uh, they're being washed into place. Quite amazing, uh, the, the the way in which the the layers are, are preserved. Yeah, fantastic stuff, Dr. Taz Walker. Before we finish off, just uh, you you obviously are one of the speakers for Creation Ministries International. Um, how do people uh, interact with um, CMI and the magazine and the newsletter and so forth? Tell us a little bit about the uh, the, the ministry there. Yeah, well, the, the, we have a website called creation.com and uh, the aim of that is we put up lots of articles on lots of different things for all sorts of people, people who are uh, at school, people who are at, at uh, high school, people at uni, people who are housewives, mothers, and uh, all sorts of people. We put articles up to help them on different things. So that's creation.com. We publish those articles in a magazine called Creation Magazine. And uh, so many people uh, write to us and say how helpful it is. We have uh, young young people who say, I grew up on Creation Magazine, and uh, it helped me at my school. I actually found that I understood biology uh, even better than my teachers, it seems. And so uh, Creation Magazine, and the crea- that's, that's the, the way to do it. And there's also an in-depth journal, and some people love that. 
but it's not for everybody, but it's specifically aimed for researchers and, and geologists and biologists are able to publish their work and, and uh, iron sharpens iron and help, help each other improve our understanding of what happened at that time. Fantastic. That's Dr. Taz Walker from Creation Ministries International uh, talking about gold and why we have gold, how we have gold here in Australia. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.